Oh God, here we go with with William and his little little button. I can't get this thing to shut. Um, you're live. Yeah, I know. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Star Chat. Um, we're going to go through the same process that I went through with William. I asked him to sit here, and he's outside. Two seconds. Be right back. Why don't you guys have a chat? It wouldn't be Dave's podcast without us having a little technical um, snafu at the beginning. Well, you know, maneuvering around your computer is not the easiest for some of us. I have troubles all the time. I had to cancel an event the other day because I went to hook up my Aura camera and um, test it out before I went to an event and nothing worked. All right, look at that. Okay, guys, uh, I have free access now to all the photographs. Uh, welcome to Star Chat, everybody. This is going to be an interesting evening's chat. I've asked Lowell and Robin to join me to chime in anytime they want. Hello, we've just had another sign on. That's terrific. Welcome to Star Chat tonight. We're it's on Zoom user back. Cool. We're going to examine shots that I've taken from the video. And over the last three or four weeks, we've discussed everything uh, to catch up on CLPT, CLPF, to catch up on BES, Beyond Earth Sentience. And I talked about when I hear them, they speak to me. So two star chats ago, I was saying, oh yeah, they, I hear their voices. Then the last star chat, I was saying sometimes they get so excited that they're just going off and the they won't stop talking. In this case, when I talk about interstellar conveyance coming down to visit, this this isn't this sort of fantasy land nonsense. I don't have to go hunt down pictures of a interstellar conveyance and then put that up on Star Chat uh, because immediately after the podcast, I was told by my contact, David, please come outside and bring your camera. We're going to come around. And so we did that and, you know, it was so amazing. When it got almost overhead, I started feeling dizzy and I was just saying, you know, oh my God, because it was just the energy coming off of the ship was so overwhelming. It was so much support and love coming in to give me a whole bunch of messages for Lowell, uh, a couple of messages for some other friends. And we've discussed those things. And what we want to talk about now is this is what I'm saying. When the ships come up, they come up and they talk to me. And you'll notice in the video, if you go back to the video upload that Lowell put up for us, you can see where I said hello to the ship and it immediately turned around and flashed me and the light became very, very intense and large. And then it went back to its normal brightness and then started coming straight towards me. So this is them being connected to the pattern of my cerebral energy, the pattern of my nervous system and emotional energy. Plus, this is them probably being directed to come down and see me. Now, I gave Lowell some confidential information that he shared with us, which is what he was supposed to do, about the ships coming down in the torrid meteor shower that occurred the other weekend. And there were some really beautiful events that occurred. There's a lot of really good captures on film of meteors coming down passing the earth and perhaps a few that have come through the atmosphere but the ships were using that as an excuse to travel close to earth 
and uh, hide amongst the meteors uh, and the other uh, heavenly bodies that fly past our planet very closely so that they could avoid the circumspection of the U.S. Air Force. So they came down. Um, they're joining us in cities right now, walking around to get the get the feel for society. Um, and this is all linked into what the ambassadors are supposed to be doing. All of us are supposed to be traveling around. Those of you that are elevated ambassadors and you have a message of love and hope from humanity, of course, you must have received the message that you're supposed to be traveling around and sharing good experiences and good advice and being helpful for other people. Um, so this is... Uh, part of the light that we saw this is the left side of the two lights when it came overhead i put this through several filters i put it through um, some spectral filters uh, at a friend's laboratory and you can see the light on the left side uh, has a definite square in the center and it has a flat end and it's a circular ship it almost looks like a, a millennium falcon now, if you look at this picture, this is also the same ship put through a different filter. And this was to change the intensity of the light that was coming and also to examine some of the shadowy areas. And if you if you look carefully, there's a little black shape just to the left of that flat or just to the top of that flat area on the left. There it is in full spectrum. And that's what the light looks like if you were going to be right in front of it uh, the light changes remember that photons change as they travel through the air and they also change as they travel through space so we received different photaic images according to the distance and the output of the item that is displaying this energy level this is another interesting close-up of the light that's on the left hand side and i'll show you some of the the, the light on the right almost appears to be an obloid of energy or an energy bubble that it either produced or could go within and, and use as transport. So it has a energy signature and the two lights are representative of that. The, this one is the ship and then the bright white one on the right is the energy signature. Now, I've got some really interesting pictures of this filtration process. There we go. So here you can see a bit more of the physicality of the ship. There's a, a square or semicircular and square indentation in the center. There's the direct left uh, flat area. And back in the late 80s, early 90s, NASA conducted a radio telescope in space experiment called the Tether Experiment. And they released, a, they were supposed to slowly release um, an aluminized mylar tether, a strap. And it was something like 600 meters long. It was unbelievable. And they were going to use that for radio communication testing and signal communication testing. And what happened is the tether snapped free from the space shuttle and it went flying off into our solar system. But as soon as that happened, it struck the sun or the sun photon struck it and the whole tether fluoresced. And all of these ships showed up and they look like pulsating disks. And there's thousands of them. And this is openly produced by NASA. They uploaded it. It's on YouTube. All you have to do is look up the NASA tether experiment, and it'll show you these fabulous disks that pulsate like jellyfish. That's what this is. That's one of those types of ships. So it's really a great catch. And it takes a while to filter through your photographs to 
find some clarity out of a very bright light. There's a ultraviolet spectrum. I remember that, bro. Excuse me. Hey, welcome, <laughs> Nathan's. How are I, you? I, I remember that. They were like big donuts, man, around the tether. It was pretty cool. Right? Fabulous. Um, right. In fact, in northern China, uh, there was a province actually in northeastern China on the northeastern uh, Mongolian uh, desert. They found uh, bronze disks that were exactly the same shape as this with the a mark in the center and it looked like they look like copies of flying saucers or interstellar conveyance. So there's the, there's the two lights you see. So there's the white light on the right and then the left green blue light on the left. And so that's the ship and the, and the plasma uh, blob on the side is a form of energy that's being emitted by the ship. So there's the ship. And there's the blob next to it. That's a close-up of the vehicle and its energy output. That's the interesting plasma burst that's immediately to the right of the interstellar conveyance. And if you look down to the extruded end towards the lower left, there's a slight shadow in that. And that would probably represent the con contacting point or the ignition exposure point where it's connected to the ship. There's another image of the plasma burst. And there's another one where we tried to do a spectral analysis on it to get some depth to it. And because we looked at the light and the photaic output of this with the mass spectroscopy reading, we were unable to detect any geometric formation within this. This is why it leads me to believe that this is a form of energy output for the ship. So that's uh, when the ship turned after I recognized it. So in the video, you can see it going this way, and then there's a helicopter or an airplane that flies over it. And then when I started to say hello, it turned to me, and then the light became much brighter. This is a direct example of what CLPT is. Right, right, CLPT, CLPF, com communication light pulse technology and communication light pulse flash or continuous light pulse flash. So right here, when they turned towards me and got brighter, they sent me a photaic download of thousands of pieces of information compressed into a photaic package. This goes back to one of the conversations Lowell and I had a couple months ago about light packages. Here's a ship that I took off of the southwestern sky of my balcony over the ocean. There's another picture of it. It's quite pixelated because it was um, in some deep space. And so by examining it with a different spectral lens, I was able to get some shape. There's another ship, same location. This is when you'll get two or three or four ships that come in and they know you're watching them because when you develop a relationship with them psychically, they'll come in and they'll all share a little bit of information about what's going on. So these are all interstellar conveyance that belong to different species. This is interesting. And this wasn't developed when I was doing the space belligerence one. So I, I thought I'd throw it in there. So space traffic management. And look at the grid above the planet. Isn't that hilarious? Now we have traffic jams in space. So Thank God for STM, Space Traffic Management. So there's the ship again in the distance, turning its bright light towards me. 
Here's another definition photograph of the ship. And this is a little bit better definition, the square or the oval square in the center. You start to see a little indentation there just on the other side of that flat space. And there's another photograph of that ship. Oh, this is a good one. This is our friend Maria Orsic. And Maria is a very interesting person. I could have sworn that back in 2006, I was doing a, a Chateau d'Achem tasting, a lateral tasting of about 180,000 euros worth of Chateau d'Achem from 1920 all the way up to 1970s. And I was introduced to a, a Swiss woman named Maria who had very long hair and remarkably looked just like her. She belonged to the Vril Society. And it took a long time to find some of the notes that she had left behind. We're not sure if Maria is 103, because if she is, she looks like she's about 50. She is a, a person who shared Andromedian, uh, not Andromedian, but Aldebaran Taurus information with the Third Reich during their uh, Thule ceremonies. That's a ship that one of the first ones that the Germans built in 1933, which is a Mercury Drive interstellar conveyance from the advice of Maria Orsic and the Thule Society. They've been involved with uh, interstellar conveyance and beyond Earth sentience for many years before we lit the, the match and fired off the hydrogen bomb or the atom bomb. This was a uh, government contrivance for many years before the, the bomb went off. Um, the Nazis were involved with this kind of technology. And unfortunately, you know, at the time, the, the Torrids went to the society with the most advanced engineering. And that wasn't the United States, I'm afraid. So they went to the Germans and Maria helped the Germans uh, develop their space program. Remember that she came long before Werner von Braun. He was still a teenager when they were working on the ship. Scientists are searching for space chemicals that could never exist on Earth. So there's the horsehead nebula in the bottom. So there are bizarre chemical combinations, including uh, acetylenes, acetone, all sorts of plastics, combinations of things that the U.S. government and other world governments want to combine into new forms of chemicals. Uh, one of the types of ships that are being built by other species are injection molded where they take uh, canisters of pressurized gas and they add a plastic medium and they can pretty much inflate uh, a resin ship in outer space above their home world. And it could be the size of Rhode Island, it doesn't matter, as long as they have enough uh, chemical material to turn into a catalyst that hardens once the the sun of that planet comes around and then the sunlight hits that giant um, plastic extruded ship in space and there's your hole. And then they begin to build everything on the inside and the outside of the ship after doing that. So the kind of chemicals that we're looking for in space are pretty similar to the ones that have been utilized by Beyond Earth sentience for thousands and thousands of millennia. And of course, we want to pray that uh, scientists that work for 
weaponized government systems are using their sense of morals and they don't create anything that's too insidious or toxic and then bring that down to our home world. But just so you know, that's one of the things that they're looking at right now. Um, there's the there's the famous three guys. There's <laughs> I couldn't resist putting a picture of Kirk, Spock, and McCoy up because when I was a little kid, Star Trek was the only thing that was on television that was remotely interesting and sort of fired our imaginations about things. Little did I know when I became an adult and a professional and finished most of my life or when I thought I did, that I would be visited by these beyond earth sentients. So I got a really interesting message from this ship. Some of it was about Lowell. And so I gave Lowell that information that they uh, wanted me to share with him and it's up to him on how he, how he uses it, but he's, I'm sure going to be receiving some downloads from them about some interesting stuff that he can do while he's on his project. And then some of the information they gave me was to share with everybody. So I'm reaching out to the community. Uh, I'm reaching out to Lowell's community. I'm reaching out to the ambassadors that have checked this show out and that are interested in a recent message. And here's the message. Please do not be over fascinated by the relationship that we are developing. You have a responsibility to the dimension in which you exist. We are only guiding you and assisting you when needed. You have been given many messages about what we expect from your species. And you have the control of the pathway and the doors in which you open. The message through David from us is that we would like you all to think about using your mind for compassion and for good 100% of the time. As soon as you do, you will start to receive even clearer messages from the ambassadors and to your own heart without the assistance of the ambassadors about what the next step is. They also told me, which I thought was very interesting, that um, if they feel that it's a little too strange to reach out to Beyond Earth sentience, if you're not ready, and you still have some fear. They said that that's completely normal. They also said to remind you guys that find your Lord. And they said, by all means, if you're a Christian, reach out to Jesus because Jesus is alive. He's working miracles on the planet today. He loves you. He is an emissary of his father, God, and he's there to forgive mankind. So if you guys don't want to reach out for help from another source, you know, I happen to have friends from other worlds. And when I found out that Kim Jim and everybody else had God, they just didn't call it God. Uh, it blew my mind because then it solidified the fact in my, in my mind and in my soul that yes, there's a divine creator that created everything, even before time. You see, if everything is created by the divine creator, that means that God existed before time and that God created time in order to encapsulate the other significant aspects of reality, gravity, light, and sound. So the first thing that God did was speak, and in his word, the creation occurred, or in her word, the creation occurred. So Kim Jim said, look, times are tough, and we see what's going on. We're here now, and if you really want to meet us, all you have to do is look up at the sky and speak to us. If you're afraid, we understand, but we're here for you. By all, all means, if you're a Buddhist, contact Buddha. If you're a Muslim, pray to Allah. If you're a Hindu, 
pray to Krishna. If you're a Christian, pray to Jesus. He said that all of the prayers that we share to heaven go to the same place. They all go to source. They all go to heaven. And it was interesting. I had a really wonderful conversation with another Christian lady who likes my pie shop. And we realized that we both think and feel the same way, except that I told her, I said, if you want to be my friend, you have to realize that I have friends from other planets. And I know that sounds really strange, but it's just my life. And it's okay if you don't want to hang out with me because of that. But I told her, I said, I know you're a Christian. So I, I want to tell you what I believe. I believe very sincerely that in the creator's infinite wisdom, that the creator produced many millions of species and populated our entire universe and galaxy with a myriad of beautiful evolving species from all over. And that because the Bible had been changed so many times, we lost initially the truth about us being a species, just like our heavenly brothers and sisters. And Kim Jim and through Toth told me, you know, look to us as guardian angels, because that will help. Because we have no other intention than to help you discover true compassion, forgiveness, and love, to always take care of your family, and to follow the values that you know are right, that live within your heart, that have always been there as part of your genetic memory as a species of human. We're all the same. Many of us started out just like you, but three or four or five or 10 or 25 million years later, we ended up changing because we spent so much time exploring space. Our bodies changed, our blood changed, our bones changed, but we also developed different emotional chemical skills. So we're no different than you are. We're just a version of you from the very far future. Don't be afraid if you see us. We love you very much. And we want you just to be happy and to love each other and to cherish your planet. So tell them they don't need to be over-fascinated with ships. Just live a good life and we will be watching. Just live a wonderful life full of peace and love. Be in harmony. Live within joy. Appreciate every moment of life because every life on your planet is precious and you are all connected. So it's okay if you don't want to look up to talk to us, but look up to the heavens often and speak to God because God is listening now more than ever. And that was the end of the download. I was so blown away that he had made that connection because he knows that I, I really like speaking to different species and I'm not overly curious about identifying the ones that I speak to, but he also knows a special message that I can share with you guys to let you know that they believe in God too, and they have morals just like we do. And they don't expound their morals because they know we're all on an individual spiritual path. But if we live in the light and we live in love and live in the moment, then we become that much closer to them and it heals us emotionally. So, and this, this was really interesting is the day before I did that last podcast and I was talking about ships and how they communicate to me. And then, of course, they showed up because they wanted to give me a video to play for you guys so that, you know, we could go through this whole process of thoughts or things, clear your mind and think only good thoughts. And then the angels will come down from above because they're all heavenly messengers. Like I said, I don't make a distinction between source and heaven. It's the same place. And we're all going to be there. It's the same place. And we can go there for lessons or go there to share, and then we can come back. So it's a beautiful cycle. So that's why I don't have any fear at all. When these ships show up, it's like, oh, my God, there's David. Let's go say hi. And so to me, this is a 
a beautiful, pure expression of love that comes from the heavens, because now there's such an enriched part of my life that I expect to see them. I expect to understand their behavior. I expect that they hear me. And so I only hope that everybody in, in Lowell's community and everybody that's tuned in to Star Chat will understand that God is standing right before you. You have but to open your eyes to see. A lot of other wise people before me have come to tell everybody that just because there's all these distractions, that doesn't make them good. It doesn't make them normal or natural. There's many distractions that human beings are tested with every day. And then we have to remain strong in the face of these distractions. It's not right for little children to play video games the way they do, especially the destructive stuff. It's not right to put anyone under the age of five in front of a television for more than an hour a day. It's just wrong. So we have to reclaim the sovereignty of family values and start behaving differently so that we have a natural development process instead of accepting all these distractions. And it's very true. If you look at something that is negative or look at something that's spooky, you give yourself to that. You align yourself with that and you accept some of that energy into your own soul. So we know that those things exist. And I would like everybody to concentrate their minds on seeing all of the evil in the world diminish and to disappear forever so that we are all brothers and sisters, that there's no more race wars, no more any kind of dispute politically, any kind of diplomatic problem, any kind of evil or suffering in other planets or other countries, excuse me. So we can unthink the things that we have thought ourselves into by not partaking in things that are not resonating with your true heart and your true love essence of being within that love essence and understanding a more divine message. So I give it up to God. And right before I did the podcast, you know, I'll share something very private with you guys. Nobody wrote a book about being a mother. Nobody wrote a book about being a father. And yeah, there are books, you know, but it's a book. You, you don't really understand it until you have that relationship. And I know that even though I think I'm a pretty good dad, my son's got an open door policy with me. He can come to me and say anything. It doesn't matter. I will never attack him on any level if something's gone wrong or if he's in trouble. Of course, my role is to help him get out of it. Knock on wood, he's just a, a brilliant kid who respects everybody and doesn't get in trouble. But I told him, I said, you know, someday I won't be here. And you'll be an older man, but you'll still need to have a source that you can go to for help and a source that you can go to to release pain and to release emotional questions and to go for comfort and guidance. And I said, sweetheart, I said, there's never been a time in my life, even though I'm not religious, there's never been a time in my life when I didn't give it up to Jesus. I said, if stuff gets too tough, you can't pay your bills or your best friends died or you've suffered some sort of horrible emotional trauma. Oh my goodness, you know, call Jesus to come down and rescue you and Jesus will. I said, it's no different. But for me, I, I talked to Kim Jim and, you know, he helped me out a lot with my emotional issues and he's one of my best friends. So I'm just one of the odd guys out that has relationships with these sentient species from other worlds. But I also have a relationship with Christ and I, I, I totally give it up to the Lord anytime I need that extra love. So make, make no mistake, I don't follow UFO sites. I only talk to people who have a positive message and talk to people that want to be happy and healthy all the time. It's not easy. 
we don't have all of the, the answers. But remember that I'm not over-distracted with the UFO community. You know, interstellar conveyance, I had a very special experience. But it's an aspect of my life. It doesn't dominate my life. It's one of the beautiful facets that God has shared with me that I think is fascinating because I've had beautiful relationships with animals, human beings, and Mother Nature. But now I have this amazing friendship with several of these entities from other worlds and galaxies, and I love them very dearly. They're no different than having your best girlfriend or your wife or your husband. Honestly, you guys, it's a real treat. And the fact that they listened and showed up after the podcast so that I could produce a video and then share this with you guys, it really says a lot about how much they love me. And I've been telling you guys how much they love all of us. And I'm not lying. And so this is proof. I mean, there's the video. We talked about it. And so there we are. I, uh, I, I, like I said, at the very beginning of coming out of the ET closet, <laughs> I didn't have any caveat to explain what happened. I don't have rules because we have to follow the rules of our heart which of course are governance of our soul. And when you understand the power of the goodness in each of our souls, then nothing can corrupt you, right? So yeah, lots of bad stuff's going on. Doesn't mean we need to partake in it. We have to just love and share hope with one another. And uh, that will trickle down to everybody else that has no love and has no hope. And that's part of all of our roles, I think, as ambassadors is to reach out to people who are sad and reach out to people who are lonely and to let them know there is a heavenly messenger for all of us. We have guardian angels. We have loved ones in our family who have passed on that are watching over us. These things are all undeniable truths. And so I'm happy to be here to share this video and show you guys photographs of the ship that showed up a couple of nights ago. Lowell, do you sort of understand what I'm saying about this being a facet of my life rather than uh, taking over my life and how we still have to live our, live our lives in this dimension? I absolutely do. And here's the correlation that you're here, Robin's here, I'm here to help prepare. Look, we're regular people like everybody else. Wipe away the things that have come across our path, and we're just like the rest of you. So the fact that Dave and Robin have extraordinary experiences, and I've had extraordinary experiences, should tell all the rest of you that you're quite capable of doing it as well. And we share these little things that come along to give you the next piece of uh, uh, proof. Um, that's why we documented. We didn't have to talk about this. And when Dave made reference to the UFO community, we're not talking about, you know, videos of things that we've seen in the sky. Um, I, it was me that really pushed Dave because there's a little bit more to what had happened in the sequence of what had happened after the podcast. The Saturday before, I'm going to tell everybody now, Dave, Go for the Saturday before, Dave had given a, me a heads up that there was going to be some um, landings coming from you know, an area that he defined, and they were coming soon. 
So I tuck that information away and you just wait until it plays out. So we have the night of the podcast. Dave goes out after the podcast, points his camera at the sky and records exactly what he told me was coming. I love to show those things and report them just to demonstrate that I, you know, where I stand on experiencers. Dave's an experiencer. You're not talking about something he thought he saw in the news or some picture he's trying to interpret. No, no. Dave told us what was coming, took pictures of it, and then he brought it back here in this kind of forum and it really helped us understand it. Who else would think to you know, look at these images in different spectrums? And even at the end, when I looked at it and I tried to zoom in on the video and you saw it split, that was extraordinary to me. So your explanation of what that was helps. It certainly resonated with me. I love to be the dispenser of this kind of real time, real shit information that's going on instead of, and I'm not taking anything away from people that channel. There's a gift to that as well. But this type of interaction, I, would you say that it's inevitable that we're all going to get to the point where this is going to happen? I yes. Guess. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I, I do. I think it's inevitable. The landing is increasing. Um, there's been a lot of wonderful stuff coming out of South America right now because of their no shoot, no questions policy. The Argentinian, Chilean, Peruvian, and Ecuadorian and Nicaraguan governments all realize that species from other planets are visiting for many different purposes. Uh, and they love our planet and they love animals and they like to come down and visit Earth and look at flowers and deer and fish. They love all those things too. It's part of the cycle of life. We are all creatures under God. And so they come down and they don't get shot at because these governments of these sentient countries, God bless those countries, don't shoot at them because they know their technology is far, far, far beyond anything we could ever hope to have in the next 200,000 to 500,000, maybe a million or two years. So it's just, it's abhorrent to them to fire at them. So they allow them to come down. And because of this peaceful coexistence that the south of the border governments are showing our friends from other planets, there's no problem. Now there's been some of that, that nonsense hype about an attack of this, you know, uh, species going on down in Peru and in the jungle and all this other stuff. But it was all put together as a as a bogus uh, story. None of that was real. The fact that bullets couldn't stop them and they were going to harvest humans. And it's more of that black ops garbage. So we don't listen to that stuff. But this is staying in our own lane. Here's the video, you guys. I talk to ships and sentient species all the time. Here's the video. Robin, what do you think? Are you... Uh, are you on board with my sort of my observation about not being distracted by them? Because they also can represent a distraction that keeps us from our true purpose in life. Well, we knew that there was going to be disclosure that was going to be untrue disclosure. And that was going to be of a distraction first in many different forms. And, you know, and this, this type of, um, uh, communication that they have with you is a very special communication. The way that they present themselves to you, they present themselves at like this in to many people. Um, and they give people um, in this fashion downloads like they did to you to many people. 
Um, but also I want to remind people that they are communicating in many, many ways. So when we listen to, to David about, you know, his experience, not to um, wish upon his ways, his ways are his divine connection to his source, his creator, and all that he is within him. Lowell's um, way that he communicates with his divine aspect and creation and the, the sentient beings is his divine way. The things that he creates and the the um, the the pictures, the photos that he divinely is inspired to create are is a divine reflection that's coming through him. The things that I do and all other people do are are our own divine reflections. There's writing, there's talking, there's singing, there's dancing, there's all these different divine aspects that are moving through us through our divine lovingness. And so to be, be um, wary and um, of what we are, uh, are hearing and feeling and to focus on that and don't let it pass it by you. And that's what I mean by wary not being scared of it, but noticing those simple little things that happen to us that we just, we just let it wash by, we ignore it. But those are divine connections to these beings, to the higher realms, to our higher selves, to the inner realms, to all these sentient beings throughout all the dimensions, throughout all the galaxies and all the universes that we're Thank not you. paying attention. Thank you, that's beautiful. Um, I'm just going to add that I just had a conversation with uh, Vivian Chauvet a couple days ago because I really need to talk to Vivian at least once every two months because she has so many wonderful answers and so much loving support. And I told her, she, she showed me some people who were doing some light work and asked me what I thought. And I said, yeah, absolutely. Um, I met him up in Shasta. He's a lovely young man. And I'm sure he means really well. And as long as the message is about hope and continuing on being a good person, then I would give that person 100% support. I think that's something to really remember is just because we don't follow somebody 100% of the time doesn't mean we can't give them unconditional love and support. Just by putting those thoughts out there, you add to their field of love and their field of energy that they're walking through. It's really important that in this aspect of the many facets of support networks and the many facets of love coming from the many millions of pathways from all the mm -hmm. people Robin absolutely been. yep absolutely. absolutely Nathan have you got something to add to that Nathan do you want to unmute your zoom well if Nathan comes back on that would be great because I know that he is a special sorry bro person. there you are uh, do you have anything to add to that Oh, just enjoying listening. I mean, that uh, that picture you got up, that green, it looks just like the donuts, man, on the tether. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's an identical ship, and they're they're local. Um, this pulsating sort of jellyfish ship species is has been around for a long, long time, um, but the tether really attracted them, and I believe this falls into what I was discussing about biotechnology. You see, the ships are alive. They have a symbiotic relationship 
with their interstellar conveyance. And when they put their hands down on the thought control plate, they immediately absorb the emotional energy and the love energy from their ship. And then they send that back to the ship because the ship is a living biomimetic AI that is interconnected with the species. So when the species thinks um, Taurus, Brokali, Andromeda, Central Sun Station, the ship will just automatically go there. And it'll just take you know minutes or hours. So this is the relationship that they have. This is the highest form of communication with your AI. And it's become a loving relationship. Several years ago, when my friend in West Macedonia put up that um, download I received about it is not in our best interests to be fascinated by the ships. However, they know that we are fascinated. It is in our best interest to follow our heart and, and, and listen to our own path. So, yeah, it's it's a species of ship, Nathan, that's local now. They're around a lot. And once again, it's just proof that there are many, many species working in unison with many Earths. This isn't the only Earth. There's 77 that are exactly like us. And there are different stages of, a, of waking up and evolving. And we're part of that group that they're supporting. They have to make sure that love dominates our planet. And that compassion and forgiveness and kindness dominates our thinking. What do you think, Nathan? Well, absolutely, bro. That's the creator, pure love and creative energy. That's what our souls are made of. And we're put on this free will planet because uh, we have free will here. So everything happens, which actually boosts um, the opportunity for the growth of the soul. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Well, the tether the tether thing though, that was a while ago. That must have been back in the nineties or something, wasn't it? It was and there were so many of those donut ships and they were big ones and small ones, and they definitely looked like they were alive the way they were acting and moving. Right. It's a it's a very high form of, of technology. Um they told me about um some of that biological technology. They gave me a complete diagram download. If you remember back in the four-part series, when we not only talked about time, light, gravity, and sound, but I showed you guys actual uh, quantum mechanics and physics for warp speed. Uh, we talked about all sorts of stuff. But what we did do is we also talked about their technology in a way that means that you have to be able to tell them to slow down. Remember that as you start to experience different beings speaking to you, there's a type of being, and I'm not sure if they have a name. I call them techno beings because once you let them in, they flood your head with technical diagrams of, you know, supercilious nonsense. It's just stuff that no one could ever use because it's so far advanced. But that's what they do is they cruise around to anybody they could listen and then they download all this crazy stuff. Some of it can get you in trouble. So I, I shut them out. I don't communicate with them. Sorry, Nathan, were you going to say something? No, no, just listening. I was, I was thinking a little bit about what you were saying. You know, it's interesting how things come to people's minds at the same time around the planet. I'm curious. Yeah. I wonder if those techno beans put it in the field of consciousness or something. Right. You know, like, like the invention of nuclear power and Right. And other things, you know, everybody figures it out at the same time. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, look, you have to realize that that Robert Julius Oppenheimer, he studied the Bhagavad Gita when he was a teenager, and oh gee, he turned out to be one of the world's top physicists. Right. So these people all had a religious, theological, or the theosophical training before they went into physics. And since I've stepped away from a career in physics, uh, just because of the very nature of the funding and the type of people you have to work with, they're just not my kind of folks. Um, but, you know, God bless them. People need to remember not to get distracted because as soon as we get distracted with knowledge, then we perhaps stray away from the truth of our hearts and the truth of our souls and how we are supposed to behave in this dimension. So as we are meant to be a gift and all babies are born perfect, then we should assume the responsibility that that's what we know. When this type of ship shows up and is indeed alive in a sense, they have a technology that is similar to the cortical chamber of, a, of the interior wall of a mushroom. And if you look at that under a very powerful microscope, you see all these interconnecting uh, nodes and interconnecting things that look like stalagmites and stalactites. And they're made out of uh, many different forms of amino acids and organic vegetable fatty acids that are alive. They gave me um, information about using this type of biotechnology to grow mushrooms in space that resist gamma radiation. And that the gamma radiation penetrates the exterior wall of the mushroom, but then it gets trapped within its cortical chambers and inside those stalagmites and stalactites, and it travels infinitely until it experiences its half-life and never penetrates to the interior of the ship. I've been given the, the, the format of building a hole on a ship and it's to assist a couple of young people who are Pleiadian walk-ins who are starting up uh, space engineering companies. They want to do the right thing. Um, I've received some more positive news from uh, members of the armed services who like our message and uh, got a big hug from a, a guy that you would never expect to get a hug from. A big young man looks like he's a, a brick shit house. He's about eight foot tall and all built a muscle wearing a Marine's uniform, he came in and gave me a big hug. So I know that uh, we're getting we're getting the show through to Vandenberg right now, and we're getting it through to uh, some of the bases near El Segundo, California. We're getting the message out to our friends at uh, SpaceX and NASA, and I know that there's a couple of friends tuning in right now from the FCC, and uh, they're enjoying the conversation as well. You know, guys, I, I can't show you the diagrams of the technology but when our government turns around and apologizes for all the evil bullshit that they do, and they're willing to work with the people of the United States instead of a, an evil controlling government, then perhaps we'll share some of that technology with them. But for now, they're not ready for it. And this is something that will have to be done by us, privately funded when that kind of abundance comes to us. And we can use that technology to go visit our friends just outside the earth and that's, you know, obviously a reality, too. We have uh, over 17 companies that have uh, ultra stratospheric and, uh, and LEO, uh, low Earth orbit space flights that go up from the atmosphere into lower space and then can land back again on Earth. Uh, Virgin Galactic's done some pretty wild stuff. You know, we don't have to like the people that own the companies. 
just so you guys know, it's already a reality. We have jet airplanes that can take off, go up into the outer space, and then come back down. So I wonder who's at the window waving to who once they get up into low Earth orbit and they start seeing these pulsating disk ships. Uh, it's it's a real treat for them, I'm sure. Uh, so everything that we can think of is a possibility, but we want to be very careful about being distracted by technology because technology should always reflect the message of hope and the message of community and the message of love and charity. Because if we're not aligning ourselves with those very hopeful and beautiful behavioral things that we can exhibit as a species, if we're not thinking of those things 100% of the time, then we should not be aligning ourselves with very powerful technology. Uh, many years ago, when this whole process began with me, I was explaining, it was explaining to me that technology could be our best friend. It just depended on which direction we take. And that, uh, you know, the current technology that's available to us means that there could be healing across the entire planet, just with some of the technology. Most of these artificial diseases that have been produced and swept across many nations were all part of the fear program. I don't take part in any of that shit. You know, I have my own life to live. That's why I step back. I don't get sucked into someone else's demagoguery. I don't get sucked into some magnificent story about something someone said about somebody else. You have to decide the path that you're on. That's why I love and support Robin so much because she clearly is able to identify the sovereignty of other people's pathways, however high her message comes from, because message has messages can be high messages from way up high, and it could be normal everyday messages like the kind that you might get from me. But the message is clear that the option to be a good person has always been available to us. The option to do the right thing and to think the right thoughts of love and hope have always been available to us. So do me a favor. Don't be a, a naughty person six days out of the week and then run to church and speak to Christ and ask for forgiveness. Because, you know, Christ will forgive you. But like I've said before, he's not a cash cow. He's not a slot machine. I said, God remembers, right? So don't just use the church as an excuse to get forgiveness. Look at what your own behavior is, right? So we all have to produce a path in life that generates a reasonable income so that we could survive in this society. But it has to be some form of income that causes no harm. And so these people- Be, be your own church. Bingo. Be, be your own church. I mean, God, if you can't find God in a tree and God in the sky and God in a car, God is everywhere. So, you know, be your own church. Absolutely. Be your own church. And churches can be good, but be your own church. I like that better. <laughs> well, they say that we are the, um, how do they put it? How did they put it to me the other day? They were talking about um, our um, kingdoms, that this is our kingdom and how to take care of our kingdom and how we are the the kings and queens of our kingdom. So all of us are goddesses and um, gods and kings and queens. And, and, and that this is the conversation that I was having the other day. And they were talking about our kingdom and how we take care of our kingdom and the sovereignty of our kingdom and how we want to rule our kingdom. And, and me as a queen of my kingdom and how 
the sovereignty and the sanctity of the temple within my kingdom and how pure my temple is within my kingdom. And that's, you know, how is, how's your church? You know, how, how's your church standing? Is it is a little, little wonky? Is your church standing pretty <laughs> right. good? You know? Right. Well, I, the other question I got to ask is, you know, how's the picnic lunches in the summertime and you guys make a good hot chocolate? Yeah. I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. I uh, have been to lots of churches, you know, like grapevine style churches where everybody sings and has a good time. I always like the ones in the summertime that are out in the country because then there's always a big picnic. Um, but yeah, be your own church. Yeah, yeah, I didn't raise my kids going to church. You know, my oh, church, I I told my folks, you know, my church was whenever I was together with my children and we are outside playing. That is yeah, true. That's beautiful. You know, if I may, I, I want, it sounds metaphoric when you're uh, talking about your church and and uh, you're inside your church. So it's, it's it seems like metaphor in a sense that your soul is, yes. is, is a part of God. So God, your soul is basically comes from source creator, prime creator yes. God. It, it, and it's inside you and yes. you and your body, your physical body is the church. Yes. And that's, I think um, that sounds like what um, you're referring to right there is your church healthy. Mine's got a cold right now. But <laughs> <laughs> what Mine's emotional trauma you're trying to clear. <laughs> it, it definitely was a, definitely emotional trauma. <laughs> well we all we all have an opportunity to um take these these kernels of wisdom everybody so when we turn into uh 6 p.m on thursdays and we know star chats on it's a it's just a good idea to remember that what we offer is not some program for you to sign up to what we're offering you guys is a breath of fresh air to remember to be really kind and be really loving to yourself do something special for yourself. You're a beautiful soul. You're a beautiful person. We like to think that everybody is going to be in line someday. Everybody on the whole planet will have a heart full of love, a mind full of charity, a mind full of hope, and beautiful thoughts because there's really no other way to live. It's the only thing that will save us in our future. And as we move forward into the new earth, as we are entering the fourth dimensional earth in the manifestation of Gaia, if we want to stay with Mother Earth and if we want to go with her, we have to be aligned with her. And Gaia only represents pure love and pure life energy. And we love life so dearly. And remember, in the morning when you wake up or in the evening before you go to bed, please try and take a moment to share some gratitude with God. Share some gratitude with Gaia share some gratitude with source or with my friends and your friends who live above us on their ships from many different beautiful worlds and remember to say hello to them because they care about us very dearly and they want you to stay focused on the task at hand they want you to pay attention to the path that you're on don't be distracted by others because they're envious that you're on your path and remember that envy is a falsehood and you can just let it go and remember to send those people compassion and good faith because you have to feel sorry for them. Don't feel anger. And if you do, remember it's normal and let it pass through you. Don't feel hatred. But if you do, remember that too is normal. But also let that pass through you and thank those experiences and thoughts that come to you. 
that are not always in line with the word of source or the word of God or the word of Gaia. Remember to thank those bad experiences too, because they enrich us and protect us from having those same experiences in the future. So everything that is not necessarily in alignment with the way that we would love to live a hopeful, charity-filled, beautiful life, remember that those things are part of that terrestrial experience. Lowell? What occurred to me is when you have those unpleasant encounters with others, just remember that what others see in you is a reflection of themselves. And that's not you. That's what they're dealing with. Um, you know, we're not, <laughs> Dave and I are stepping into a period where there, I, I never sensed envy or jealousy before, but we're certainly living through some of that right now. Are we not, buddy? Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting because it's part of the growth process for all of our friends because Lowell and I don't care about that stuff. We don't feel it. We're not attracted to it. It just doesn't resonate with us at all. But there are people who are struggling to break free from these intellectual, emotional shackles of old feelings about the old way that humans used to be a long time ago. Fearful, hateful, spiteful, jealous, all these things that have been worn to us, you know, in the Bible. But like I say, I'm rubber and you're glue. And you know, so, there was a time when I I was that guy. You were that guy. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't well, know what I, I happened along like the way. I wasn't like that. I was very lucky. I was a very oh. I was a very curious boy. I was very kind to everybody. And when bad things were handed to me, I just accepted them, thinking that. Yeah, I, well, I didn't want to mischaracterize, and I certainly didn't want to put words in your mouth about you know who you might have been before. But no, that's, but, that's, that's, that's fine. We all to say we had that you. perspective before. My sure. uh, what I was going to my point at all this is that I reached a point where none of that matters anymore. Right. I realize that I'm connected to you, whether you realize that in this moment or not. And so, you know, I send you light and love. And someday, hopefully, you'll come back around and go, oh, yeah, that was me. Yeah. Yep. 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 We all have those feelings and experiences. This is the, the commonality of the human species. It's the human condition. And yeah. the way we approach it is with an open heart open arms and forgivingness because those things can all pass through us. We don't partake in them anymore. Uh, yeah. When we realize that if we're feeling those things, that's your personal journey to redefine your understanding of reality, redefine your own understanding. Don't, you know, it's like, don't place your trip on me, man. You know, <laughs> you know um, we are well aware that, Earth is in this cosmic cycle, and she's just about lifted into her new level of consciousness. Unfortunately, there are some humans that are dragging behind, and they're not quite there yet. No, and they'll be given an opportunity. Remember that we're loved very dearly. The divine creator loves us. We are the children of God. Our guardian angels love us very dearly. Our friends from other worlds love us, and our spirit guides love us. And we must always remember to fight for love and to die for the truth. 
there was something a wise man said um nathan do you remember that thing that you were gonna remind me of that nice saying oh no i'm sorry uh <laughs> no i'm sorry you know, it was about when good people do nothing oh yeah right right that one um yeah when all it takes all all it takes for evil to triumph is for good men or women to to do nothing bingo bingo so whether we help anybody tonight or not the idea was to produce community to be together this is our community and we love you guys a lot we love to interact with you we love it when you join the Zoom call, and we love to be able to stay here and protect the value system that you also cherish, which are love, hope, compassion, charity, and family values. That's why we're here. We also have friends from other planets. We also speak to spirit guides. We also have been to inner earth. But guess what? We are more driven. People like us are more driven to experience love on a much deeper level than we're ever taught by the traditional family unit. Because when you have these experiences, you're overwhelmed of the evidence. You're overwhelmed by the evidence and the truth within the evidence. When they come to you in a ship and they send you a message of tremendous love and tell you, Go back on your podcast, tell everybody, love yourselves, forgive yourselves, and live in bliss. Live in bliss and peace. I'd like to say so, add something real quick. I don't, don't think I'd be alive right now if it wasn't for Yahshua Ben Joseph multiple times over. Um, and I don't think our planet would be, we, we would be survived this long or have any hope without the help of our good friends. Amen, brother. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you for mentioning that. And absolutely. I, I always give it up when I can't handle it. I don't turn to Kim Jim. He's my friend, but he's got enough on his plate. I, I give it up to Jesus every time and I've never been let down. So, you know, there it is, guys. You know, I, I believe in Jesus and I pray to Jesus all the, all the time because he's our God. He was put on earth by the creator to forgive us and to help teach us the way. Many, many wonderful people have come after Jesus, who have all tried to tell us the same message as well. So he's not alone, and you're not alone either. Uh, with that, I'd just like to say thank you very much, everybody, for showing up. Would uh, Lowell, would you like to say anything before we conclude tonight's podcast? No, I think that you ended it nicely, buddy. Thank you. Uh, Robin, how about you? Is there anything you'd like to say? No. All right. Well, listen, Nathan, what a pleasure to have you on. What a what a treat. You're a dear, dear friend. And I don't think that I would have been able to handle what happened to me when they came into my home and took me away without Nathan's guidance and help. Nathan is the person that directed me to truthful, loving sources of other humans who have been through the rigors and the tests and the many experiences that I was put through in order to test my sturdiness and to test my soul. I was brought to Nathan by them, and he was brought to me. And we were brought together, brother. We needed to meet. Yeah. It was important. This guy kept me on the right path. And instead of following all the false prophets, he was there to help me to be silent, to digest the information, and to only reach out to people who have a message of hope and love. And he was absolutely correct. 
So and you're giving me, I think you're giving me more credit than I, I deserve, but I love you, brother. No, I love you too. All right, you guys have a wonderful evening. Um, next Thursday's podcast, I'm going to be exhausted. I've got pies to bake for three days straight. So we'll do it. We'll catch up after Thanksgiving. I want to wish everybody a wonderful Thanksgiving. There are many things to be thankful for. Pick 10, 15, or 20 and say a prayer for each of those things you're thankful for. That's your test. And if you're afraid that you might eat two or three portions on your turkey dinner, go for it because everybody loves you, including God. God bless all of you. Have a wonderful evening. And thank you for joining us on Star Chat. This has been David Wallace with Lowell Johnson, Robin Rice, and my dear friend Nathan. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you very much.